welcome welcome bhavna <laughs> for you know coming on my youtube channel and doing this interview for me with me and so this is kind of my favorite question i asked this to my previous guest um, how would the person who loves you the most in this world how would they introduce you <laughs> so the person who loves me the most in the world is my husband to be husband he is going to be my husband like tomorrow and uh, we are actually getting court marriage done tomorrow because visa the process is pretty long right so we are going to get married tomorrow and he's probably going to introduce me uh as that i'm a very kind hearted person i um, love opening up i'm smart and i'm brilliant and i'm very strong headed as he likes to call me that strong independent woman kind of vibe he gets from me so yeah how would he introduce you in professional terms like what do you do professionally so if he has to introduce me in professional terms he'll tell you tell you guys that she's an amazing speaker she loves talking and she's very passionate about what she's doing she's very passionate about everything that she writes on instagram and every time she works with a client she loves transforming their lives and she keeps uh, you know thinking about how to break through that particular client's subconscious mind and yeah that's the her life passion that's something that he would say amazing so uh, i know there might be one or two people who you know don't know you from my profile uh, so i'll give you one line brief uh, bhavna is is a mind coach and she is really brilliant at what she does because even i have taken her help like i guess a couple of months ago and we'll talk about it so uh, in brief let's say uh, tell me about your work my work starts with the human mind that's why i call myself a mind coach although i am a life coach i coach people in the areas of their life and their business also but my main area of focus is the human subconscious mind and that's something that's my area of expertise too because i actually work with every client by looking into their subconscious and unconscious patterns because i believe that most of the things uh, you know when, when people are stuck at something most of the times it's their subconscious mind which holds the reason the answer the key of that breakthrough so what i do is i look into their subconscious mind i go and dive deep into with them you know about their childhood going from their childhood to their college days to the present and trying to map out these huge patterns that are holding them back holding them back from being their best version so yeah so you mentioned you know like our brain holding us back but i want to you know like just turn the table a little bit on the topic uh, what is the marvelous like in terms of positive thing what is the most marvelous thing you have seen anybody's brain do the most marvelous thing i think that i have seen anybody's brains do is draw that beautiful painting like i have a friend who's an amazing painter like she never understands her the value of what she does but every painting that she you know draws just makes 
me feel awe and wonder exactly and the awe and wonder is exactly how i would feel if i was standing at the edge of the mountain you know and to be able to create that beauty that nature has created into a painting is is miraculously a huge gift and yeah how can someone do that like i i can probably copy a painting and be 30 person good at it but i can't be that amazing yeah that makes me wonder as well that we have like 26 alphabets and this is our brain that you know do all the wonders and people have different uh books and stuff and uh because you're a writer i would like to share this with you so there's you know was a really interesting uh activity uh specifically for writers that uh how to develop their own you know writing tone so hmm. the idea was to uh, let's say you have three favorite writers okay let's say one of them is shakespeare one of them is charles bukowski and one of them is john green let's say i'm randomly picking the names how hmm. would all of you know all three of them write one paragraph hmm. differently like they would use different words they would use different tones and yeah. how to recognize that you have a clear tone is you know like give someone your writing and you know like uh, have them figure out if you have written it so for example uh, i have read james altucher so much that if you show me one of his answers without his name on it i can tell you you know like if he has written his or yeah. ryan holiday has written it anyway coming back to point <laughs> so uh talking about having your mind you know create blockages for you versus having your mind uh, create miracles for you yeah and i believe your job is to make the shift from former to the latter absolutely uh, how would someone make that shift or you know like if you can generalize something maybe obviously different people have different requirements but if you can generalize it uh, where should someone start i think there are uh, literally five things that's that are that is required you know to go from here to here number one is the ability to be aware of your thoughts the ability to actually have that self awareness as to what exactly is going on and that's very difficult but there's this practice called self reflection like you can meditate and self reflect or you can write on a diary and journal and self reflect or maybe you can go ahead and take a walk and just reflect what the heck is going on in my mind why am i feeling down i'm about to do this amazing work for my company but i'm feeling frustrated why is that and just yep. finding the reason as to what is holding me back you know from living this present moment to the fullest of its potential like if you have this question going on in your mind all the time and if you are aware about your emotional ups and downs you can catch hold of that thought that's holding you back but that's where you know people need a coach people like us who can actually help them catch those thoughts yeah, because yeah. self awareness is built by you know months and months and months and months and years of practice still you need someone like i need a coach i remember we were coaching each other actually yeah so i yeah. needed you as my coach and you needed me as my coach we need each other just because we need to see where we are holding ourselves back sometimes because those things are in a blind spot 
blind spot right? <laughs> exactly the word i was going to use that uh, we need someone to show us our blind spots yeah correct correct and the second thing is actually clarity you should really have a clear picture of what you want if you want make to go from uh, you know blockages to miracles you should know what you're looking for you should know what you want to create because universe is actually sending us miracles all the time but you know sometimes we are creating an amazing boyfriend and then we are creating uh, a a guy who's a bad guy right you know a human mind i i, I was working with a client and one day she's creating to be a digital marketer second day she's creating that no 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 she'll fail so you're creating the blockages and miracles both at the same time but if you're really clear as to exactly what you want then you can actually begin to focus more on what you want to create and not on what you don't want to create so uh, do i ask a question right away or do you want I'll... to okay Go so uh, how do you get clarity when you're in exploration phase so the way you mentioned that you know a person who would want to be a digital marketing one day and maybe the other day or even in digital marketing uh, someone wants to be a corporate person having freelance projects doing mm-hmm. digital marketing for a client at the same time that person also wants to let's say be a digital marketing trainer because that person likes to train maybe or teach uh, okay. how do you you know navigate or how do you bring clarity in this phase of exploration so that's where actually the third point comes in the third point okay. is actually faith faith as to wherever you are right now is where you're meant to be and if you're exploring then have faith that you are exactly at the right point today and you will figure it all out slowly but definitely you will not figure it all out in the one in one day right Makes you sense. will not figure it out today if you're meant to be a digital marketer or a digital marketer trainer you cannot have that clarity you can only have the clarity as to what i'm what are the tasks that i'm going to do today what are the tasks i'm going to do tomorrow and how i'm going to explore and keep keep exploring if you have that clarity of the next one week or the next one month that's enough yeah yep makes sense yeah so yeah the third point faith is very important if you don't have faith miracles will be repelled you know universe is actually sending us miracles all the time it's just that we are repelling those miracles by our own thoughts and energies and emotions so yep yeah the fourth thing that i would like to say about attracting miracles is having this one belief that i am attracting miracles every moment if you can remind yourself of this mantra every now and then it's so powerful it's so powerful like sometimes what happens with me is i go to sleep at night reminding myself this bhavna you are attracting miracles every minute every second of the day and i sleep in this powerful energy and next morning i get up and you know i am experiencing some miracle and i'm like bo yeah <laughs> and as i keep going further away from this mantra like if i keep becoming unaware of this or you know getting lost in the life which happens i forget that you know life has is always yeah. offering miracles when i forget this then i'm not experiencing those miracles but as soon as i come back to my truth that i am exper- experiencing miracles all the time it starts happening all all over again interesting what's the next part the fifth thing thing is actually surrender you know having faith is amazing 
you can have faith and say i know god will fulfill all my all my wishes i know universe will listen to everything that i want but you still will try to control everything that you want you still will be uh, you know trying to uh, trying to want everything to happen so fast right but surrender yeah. is actually how you flow with whatever is happening and be thankful and grateful with what you know with what you have so surrender and gratitude are the last two things that's actually something that will help you go from blockages to miracles but sometimes uh, people need only one of them or two of them or five of all five of them depends on you know what they are stuck at amazing uh, so i have this one uh, question around it so all of what you mentioned about the universe and all that stuff uh, it it belongs to the theory of law of attraction right that you attract whatever frequency and all that kind of stuff yeah uh if we look at you know the other side of the scale there are philosophies of like let's say stoicism are you familiar mm-hmm. with stoicism um not completely but i let have me... read a blog or two about it written by you <laughs> <laughs> so let me give you the gist of it because you know like uh i have always found opposing theories really you know uh, amusing like uh, okay what do these people really believe in or what do these people really believe in for example a person who is you know like orthodox religious versus a person who is atheist uh, or in this case law of attraction and stoicism they are kind of you know like on the opposite sides of the scale so uh, what stoicism tells you is or i'm just giving you one gist of it that uh, you keep your head down and you focus on what you can do and just mm-hmm. focus on that leave whatever you don't know anything about mm-hmm. or you know like uh, attract so one of the subset of this belief could be that uh, attracting things is just you know kind of a folks or you know it's a time mm-hmm. waste let's do what mm-hmm. we can do kind of that and mm-hmm. or the other parts would be that it's your responsibility to do the work so you continue doing the work hmm. and interestingly i met a buddhist monk and he also mentioned kind of a similar thing because stoicism and buddhism has a lot of you know overlapping uh, philosophy hmm. points so both uh, that monk also mentioned that you know what even if there is universe even if you know like that power or uh, higher power or god whatever let it do its own work you focus on mm-hmm. your work that you can do yeah. uh what are your thoughts about it i believe that everything is equally good what do you resonate with like none of these philosophies are bad or wrong life is made up made up of spectrum right yeah spectrum is there in genders spectrum is there in experiences spectrum is there in emotions thoughts everything so philosophies also have that spectrum we cannot say that the one is opposing the another in stoicism also there is so many philosophies about being in the present moment doing what you're doing focusing yeah. on what you're doing and that's very essential part of law of attraction too because if you're lost in the future you are not attracting the right thing in the present moment you have to stay in the present i believe that law of attraction is all about understanding that your thoughts emotions actions uh beliefs and uh you know there are five things actually and all the input that your senses are taking all of those things combine 
to a certain vibrational frequency your brain waves your heart waves your beliefs make sure that you think a certain thing and you feel a certain way all of that has a certain frequency and you will only attract the things that are in match with that exact frequency now if you are a stoic and you have this belief that um, i have to just focus on what i do and everything will be all right that's exactly what's going to happen because your belief will make sure you feel a certain way you think a certain way you act a certain way and you know that's exactly what you will attract if you are a nihilist and you believe that everything is going to be nothing at the end so there's no point to life at all life will keep proving you the exact same thing all over again so mm-hmm. yep. for me yep. life love attraction is just like who you are in the sum total will you know will be equal to what your life looks like and i have seen that i have seen that i always attract a certain kind of friend or i always attract a certain kind of um, vibe in my life when i am at a certain kind when i am vibing very high i attract high vibrational people when i am vibing very low i attract low vibrational friends and low vibrational company so i'm like yeah that's true at least from my point of view because that's what i believe right so my vibration is at making sure that i believe in what i believe like i keep believing in what i keep believing because the world is actually just a mirror and everything else is a re- reflection of us so yes i do uh, believe in this what uh, this one part that world is uh, actually a mirror and it will yeah. reflect us like who we are uh coming to this uh, part that uh, sometimes we uh, you know vibrate at a lower frequency sometimes we vibrate at a higher frequency how do you make a switch how would you decide or you know how would you start vibrating at a higher frequency more often hmm. so faith is one of the higher frequency emotions if you can settle down in faith and love it's the best way to switch your vibe instantly but that also requires a lot of practice months and years of practice to yeah. be able to have those then moments that push you to faith and love from fear and emptiness and loneliness and all of the low vibrational energy and emotions um you know but meditation exercise removing all those stress chemicals like focusing on how do i get these cortisol adrenaline out of my body how you exercise a lot so i know you must feel that yep. shift yeah you know uh, i so- remember i was having a not so good time sorry i was having not so good sure. time in december and i was really having a stressful time so that what happened was i started walking every night i started walking for at least 20 minutes and i started feeling the change because the cortisol and the adrenaline moved out of my system every day so for anyone who is not you know like maybe familiar with this high frequency vibrations or low frequency vibrations would you like to explain them a little bit <laughs> um ha- see i'm going to explain it very simply because if we go in depth there's a lot of depth to go into yeah <laughs> high yeah. frequency meaning good emotions positive emotions positive state of mind go get a attitude having a lot of energy in your body wanting to do a lot of things and to be able to do those things without procrastination low frequency is just the opposite you don't feel like doing a lot of things you don't have a lot of ideas you feel low and drained out uh, you don't want to talk to people you feel sad and all of those uh, you know negative emotions sad guilt shame 
and any of these emotions yeah. create a low vibe so in general terms it's your vibe right so uh, i'll i'll i don't remember the name of the scientist or actual the study about it but there has been stud- scientific studies and this scale of vibrations actually came out from that scientific study uh, so what the researchers or scientists do they actually read these human emotions like in real time uh, on a frequency scale and when they you know uh, calculated the frequencies of emotions like guilt shame anxiety depression hopelessness they came out quite low you know on a lower frequency like maybe 20 hertz or you know that kind of like lower frequencies uh, and when they calculated or measured the frequencies of emotions like happiness humor acceptance love reason Thanks. they came out to be you know higher on the same scale so i guess uh, we are both uh, referencing to the same uh, part of it so uh, okay thank you for that uh, so let's make a you know kind of a list let's say the kind of activities that can put us to a higher vibration and one thing i know about higher vibration is uh, you cannot go from 0 to 10 like you have to go from maybe 0 to 2 or 2 to 4 or 0 mm-hmm. to 3 but 0 to 9 is not possible no so it's it's a really slow climb if you've gone to zero sometimes people can also go to those minus <laughs> negative vibrational yeah. states it's even lesser than zero it feels like you're in a black hole but if you anyone out there is in a black hole right now and wants to come out of it climb out of it just focus on doing 1% better today like there's this book by john green and it's about the power of tiny goals the power of tiny habits yeah the, sorry the power of tiny gains and there's another book of his called atomic habits i got confused in both of them so the power of tiny um, gains is about growing 1% every day and if you do the maths 1.01 to the power 365 you're actually changing by 36% in 365 days and in 3 years you're a totally different human being and this is exactly the realization which i had 4 years back and i decided that i am going to be a different person i am fed up of who i am i am going to be a different person and today i think i have been four or five different persons in the, in the meantime because initially i grew by 1% maybe the first year but slowly you know the growth is more than 3% every day maybe sometimes in between when i'm going through a downtime in my life i grow just by 1% or by 0% many days but i make sure i grow at least to 1% when i have this awareness where is my life going i need to get out of this i just go back to this formula and just 1% meaning i started on a full moon night i promised that okay i'm going to walk for 15 minutes every night since then i have i'm not going to say that i'm doing it every night but i'm doing it most nights eight nights yeah. out of 10 and that habit habit is still with me but mm, i am totally different from past four months yeah i i totally understand and uh, so what are the activities that can you know like help us go one level up from lower frequencies to higher frequencies okay so if we go on talking about the exact activities they'll be walking exercising reading a book 
you know trying to find something that can inspire you you know inspiration like let me pause you right there reading a book reading a positive book so yeah, absolutely <laughs> <laughs> i'll i'll tell you why <laughs> so uh when i was going through my depression phase or anxiety phase the very first thing that my therapist made me do was stop reading you know like those uh yeah negative tragic love stories mm. because they you know really so all of the uh, nicolas sparks books notebooks walk to remember fault in our stars all of them are really really tragic <laughs> love stories so the very first thing i had to do was stop <laughs> reading negative books absolutely interesting yeah so i think this is again very important to go from low vibe to high vibe stop consuming information that actually putting you into low lower vibrational state because if you are going to do hundreds of things to put you in a high vibrational state throughout the day but you spend 2 hours watching a sadistic sadistic netflix film you are again going to go back to zero or minus 30 or minus 40 yeah. <laughs> yesterday i was watching this amazing movie actually amazing movie but it was a little sad the main character goes through a lot of emotions and i was walking in the uh, on the rooftop in the night and i was like why am i suddenly feeling very heavy i was uh, self reflecting on myself and i was like i have absorbed all the emotions of the main character why will you not feel very heavy you feeling all those fucked up emotions that she was feeling so that's what happens with every human being knowingly or unknowingly you respond you respond to many things when you respond to those things in a series you either respond neutrally positively or negatively and yeah. neutrally is is difficult not for everyone not everyone can be an observer right you will respond either positively or negatively if you're responding positively you're watching a comedy movie great have fun but if you're responding negatively that's going to put you in a negative state of mind and low vibration energy and i believe you know like any content form even netflix uh you get to decide what kind of content you want to consume even instagram and any social media so this is the experiment that i did like 2 years ago i unfollowed everyone from my instagram like every single person and i followed like 30 40 50 people who were either coaches trainers mentors or you know writers and so whenever i used to open my instagram app it would be kind of a classroom for me so i'll scroll mm-hmm. even till the bottom bottom i'd still get get you know like really great kind of post or motivational yeah. post kind of stuff like that the negative side of it was a lot of people got upset that i unfollowed them so <laughs> that was that but uh, that you know experiment proved to me that social media or netflix or anything in itself is not bad like there is always goods and bads in any of mm-hmm. the things and we get to choose where we can see uh, anyway coming to the point uh, so we were making the list uh, i believe meditation could also be on the list yes definitely and i have this one <laughs> question obviously about meditation so uh, there have been some studies that meditation could actually be negative in certain anxiety cases yeah Talk to me a little about that. Uh, have you heard about Pandora's box? Tell me. Okay, so there's this movie in which Pandora's box is where everything bad is hidden. There are a lot of villains and a lot of 
um negative entities hidden in that box and somebody opens that pandora's box what happens there's evil all around the world right that's exactly what happens when you do meditation when you're highly anxious your mind is a pandora's box so many of uh, negative emotions negative energies you're holding on to in your brain and you suddenly open the lid when you start meditating and you're mm. like what the fuck did <laughs> this happened kya ho gaya matlab you know yeah yeah so it is it is a very very bad place to be when you start meditating and you're highly anxious at the same time but if you only have courage to get through it courage to actually sit through it there's there's silver lining in the end and the silver lining is very great but i so would suggest not to do silent meditation at all do chanting yeah. meditation because that's something to do chanting meditation especially with the chanting where you can feel a lot of faith and love because you're opening the pandora's box along with it you're feeling love and faith because i like doing chanting uh, meditation on om namah shivaya and it makes me feel a lot of love like i get filled with love so if my pandora's box is opening also like there's a balance so i have this one question you know like when you mentioned that uh you can you know like again uh feel free to do meditation even you know like if you have anxiety issues or stuff like that uh but make sure that you have the courage to do you know like uh, or you are courageous enough but don't that uh, as statement have an has an assumption that it's in our control to not feel anxious or it's a, it's in our control to feel courageous enough to you know put the anxiety or Oh, dominate our anxiety. No, I. What I really went by courage was have the courage to actually sit in anxiety and be like, ah, oh, I'm opening all the shit up and I'm gonna feel horrible and I'm gonna feel horrible. It's okay. That's how I get through this. So okay, because on, there are on, so many emotions, the panchu that we have not felt for yeah. ages, and if you open them up, you have to feel them. You cannot avoid them. you have to either feel them in hundreds of therapy sessions or feel them in three uh, dark night of the souls you know you've heard this term dark night of the souls dark night of the souls is about that when your pandora's box is open then that particular evil comes out and it's haunting you like crazy and you have to just be courageous enough to feel that horrible because it's a yeah i can cry thinking about those nights but thank god i was like in those nights crying and in pain and feeling claustrophobic till here with emotions still as like no i know this is the right place to be uh so i'm again talking about you know like talking from my personal experience from you know oh, like really? being someone who had anxiety attacks like actually you know not just anxiety but you know there's a difference between anxiety and clinical anxiety or anxiety disorder yeah so uh isn't it you know like recommended or better to do this with you know like adult supervision or you know under supervision mm-hmm. of a doctor than to take charge of it because anyway during anxiety you don't feel that you are in total control so is isn't it you know like uh, again i'm being curious and just asking your way of dealing with things uh, isn't it uh, 
recommended or better to if you have anxiety don't try meditation take the help first do meditation if you want to do it but take the help first or what how would I'm you suggest it sure if i would say that because you know yes there is a way to go forward in terms of therapy counseling psychiatry and so many other beautiful ways that science has brought in front of us but there is also this beautiful way called spirituality that many people follow like my experience was totally different i had no adult supervision i only knew you know meditations that i learned from my guru and i don't know how would he even help me but i was helped i did transform i did meditate so there are millions millions and millions of ways of doing the same thing you have to choose what feels right to you so uh, why why i'm still you know like going to uh, talk a little bit about it so uh, i have seen this again and again that uh, when you are depressed or anxious or you know going through a tough time dark time uh, it you know like polarize your views either you become you know like an atheist or you become a believer you know or yeah. you have strong faith in it it kind of amplifies your emotions right yeah. so for someone you know who i was at that time my dark phase made me you know kind of an atheist and mm-hmm. if you would have talked to me about universe or you know like anything at that time not now mm-hmm. but at that time that there is a higher yeah. power is like show me mm-hmm. i would have totally resisted and rejected that idea of having you know like someone whom i cannot see at that time now i have different beliefs so i'm again talking that if maybe we could you know like categorize this advice to if you can take help of you know spirituality i believe mm-hmm. it's you know the best thing to do mm-hmm. but in case you are not there yet you know like yeah. spirituality is on this road but you are facing it on this side maybe what i actually do in my programs the panchu sorry to interrupt you yeah uh, what i actually do in my programs is i don't talk about spirituality unless or until i know that everyone sitting in the group or every yeah. or the person sitting in front of me in one on one is 100% on board with that but what i do actually is i help them connect with nature i just ask them to close their eyes because nature is something you can see right yeah nature is something you can see if i ask you to close your eyes and just imagine that tree uh filled with fruits that's actually giving that food that's there on your table that's actually providing you with rice with water with dal with vegetables with fruits and everything that your heart desires to eat if nature can provide you that why do you think nature cannot provide you mental support and emotional support just because you cannot see it and then i tell them your brain is emitting a brain waves every second can you see it your mouth is exhaling air every second can you see it no you can't so nature is also helping you emotionally mentally physically and spiritually but you can't see it that doesn't mean nature is not hugging you tight in that area and saying that i'm here for you listen to me it's interesting that you uh, you know you mentioned the the first thing that uh, you usually ask your clients to do is you know get connected with the nature part and uh, again i don't do spiritual coaching or anything like that although i you know let my clients know that these are my beliefs and you know everything mm-hmm. and we uh, i it's really interesting because uh, just uh, today morning itself one of my uh, clients asked me that i want to explore spirituality like i'm totally new i'm curious where do i start 
and the first thing i asked him to do is uh, start making a gratitude list like yeah. for one month let's start looking at what we already have and i believe that's a really really practical and visible spiritual activity yep it is it is so is gratitude is the one thing that actually changed my life too like there's numerous things that i call the one thing because it's yeah. all accumulation of each other but gratitude is something I, i kept on reading that quote gratitude is the key to happiness gratitude is the key to success grat and i was like what is this i need happiness i need success enough is enough i'm going to write that and i started writing it and i started feeling better and i was like oh it literally works so yeah it does literally work and i'll tell you you know like how it changed me uh, gratitude has been the first thing mm-hmm. that you know like uh, started changing me when i went through my darkest phase or the first mm-hmm. darkest phase so uh, over the years when i you know continued with this one practice Uh, hmm. i noticed and i observed how my thinking you know like changed i did not get you know the first thoughts that came to mind were not you know like uh, of fear but rather solution based like we still have this how would we change this or you know, like for example uh, we have 90 minutes but the speaker is late 20 minutes what do we do so either you can think of what do we do of the 20 minutes lost or you can think what can i do in the next 70 minutes also yeah uh, and that's how you know uh, gratitude changed me now uh, i have this one uh, i remember we worked on this and i became more and more aware of it uh, in the last few months after we worked the very first uh, symptom that i get that you know like i am under stress or you know like i am uh, having some pressure in my life is my sleep schedule starts getting ruined mm-hmm. like i i will go to bed i will be tired i'll you know like not use screens and all that kind of stuff that i usually do i'll do my uh, you know sleep routine but i'll just not get the sleep mm-hmm. so uh, i have obviously started working on it i developed a night routine that kind of stuff shutting down and all that uh, but i know that a lot of people do go through same stuff of yep. you know uh what would you call it irregular sleep schedules maybe i would call it a machine that is out of control <laughs> subconscious <laughs> mind and the whole mind and the body combination is literally running around in past future scenarios all the time yeah and is so anxious about things and overthinking about so many things at the same time is not able to close that kinin to bilkul is because sleep becomes elusive then right sleep becomes so elusive that how do you work on that i'm getting how do you work on that i have those days and what i actually do is i play chanting and i just go to sleep like i have very few of those days even if i i oversleep actually when i'm having those anxious days i'm not the one who undersleeps i'll then start sleeping for 12 14 hours and i'll be groggy the entire day but you know it's just spectrum the way my nervous system reacts by sleeping and your nervous system reacts by staying awake 
and all you have to do is let know let your nervous system know that you're safe this is the key 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 to sleep is your nervous system has to feel safe and relaxed and you know secure if your mind and your body is not feeling safe and then and only then it goes out of alignment with your sleep schedule you if like i if i sleep for 7 hours i'm fine but if i sleep for 10 that means that i am something wrong with me <laughs> there's something wrong in my brain <laughs> and how do you feel about that popular advice of you know like waking up early that that's the only key to success hmm what do you feel about that i think i recently actually did a class uh, i don't remember by who neeta bhushan and she is this amazing 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 human being and a coach uh, what she actually talked about was there is a body schedules for everyone like body and brain schedule for every human being is different you can be the most active from 7 to 12 i can be the most active by from 2 to 8 someone else can be the most active from 8 to 2 right so i don't believe that the key to success is general one formula get up in the morning all of you okay wait i so, believe find out what works for you best yeah but uh, my question is uh, are, are this uh, sleep timings like uh, genetic how do they I'm differ i'm not sure or are they conditioned i'm not sure conditioned probably conditioned probably like if you're conditioned to work efficiently from 8 to 2 like imagine if you were living in a hostel and everyone you've always lived in a hostel and everyone went to sleep by 3 am they finished their homeworks by 2 am and they actually started doing their homeworks only at 8 pm till 8 pm everyone was having fun yeah that's exactly what your body and mind is programmed to doing and that's going to be the best time of the day that you can give your 100% if right. we are setting up you know that hypothesis as the premise of you know how our sleep schedules will be or body routines will be that also mm. kind of implies that we can be flexible and we can totally change our sleep schedules or you know sleep times yeah i think so because i am someone who loves working from 3 to 10 like that's when i am so active and focused and i have a lot of ideas in my head then but i remember when i was very depressed i actually started getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning and i started sleeping at 9 and when i started doing that i started feeling such different levels of energy because previous of that i was in depression that actually 4am meditation is something which is like a medicine for anything because there's so much silence all around that it's so so beautiful so anyway coming to the point yeah i i, I actually relate. changed my schedule and habits i actually changed my schedule and habits so i've experienced that on myself so i can talk about it and i can say I think it's definitely possible for everyone too because I could change my habits. Yeah, and I I can totally relate to it because uh, I've always been you know like a night owl up until I you know went through depression and anxiety. And what happened? Because you needed to take charge of your life. So when you mm-hmm. wake up at a really challenging time, let's you know at that time it was for me 4 a.m. so when i mm. wake up at 4 am i have you know like the first challenge of the day and i have accomplished it it was kind of a really good morale booster yeah uh, but then again over period now i have like a couple of uh, you know meetings in the us time zone and 
my last meeting is getting over by 11:30 so i cannot wake up at 4 but i have seen this that uh, personally i have seen this that you can become flexible or you know like again you can totally change this habit of waking up and your sleep schedules uh okay now uh, we talked about meditation part uh, and i have seen this because i have coached a couple of people on meditation recently i started doing this uh, not recently mm-hmm. like a couple of months ago uh, how would you suggest someone to start meditating see actually i have been a part of mind house training programs too and i know that we used to i was trained to suggest people about the practices of their meditation based on where their mind is like hmm. highly anxious people we would suggest breath work and okay. we would suggest one sleeping meditation which was actually called total calm there where a person can lie down and we can take them through a story to fall asleep and get them mm. refreshed and rejuvenated we would actually ask them to fall asleep and we would keep talking because their subconscious mind is listening and we would take them through the whole journey and then bring them back so total calm and breath work were the two ways we actually dealt with people who were anxious because we did not want mindfulness to come in and open the pandora's box for them yeah people who are going through depression for them uh total calm uh, m- musical mindfulness just depression because depression is and anxiety are two different states sometimes they go hand in hand depression causes anxiety and anxiety causes depression which mostly happens with overachievers but there mm. are many underachievers who are not really anxious they are just depressed and i'm not yeah. saying that people only underachievers are depressed or depressed people are underachievers not making that correlation but overachieving anxiety causes depression but you know not being able to achieve much also causes depression so yeah yeah there's a lot of it so we used to suggest them total calm musical mindfulness and breath work along with some uh, healing yoga sessions which actually had some slow yogic movements like cyclic meditation and a lot of other stuff where you just move your body a little bit in the rhythm and mm. you know have those different postures which can help you release stress and actually regain a lot of composure because it's all about getting rid of those emotions so first you have to understand what's going on with you and then you yeah. can actually start a practice if you are really anxious go for those heavy breath work exercises and go for some chanting meditations like i would yeah. suggest these two or sleep got stories it. three things got it and then again i also have seen this with myself that not all the meditation forms will resonate with you so if somebody uh, hasn't you know liked doing their meditation type you know doing their meditation practice there's a good enough chance that maybe you are you know just uh, not fit to do this kind of a meditation that type there are thousands of types of meditation there are thousands of types so so uh, the, you know talking about this one part so i did this for like maybe a month or so uh, hmm. you know the chanting meditation of uh, nichiran buddhism so they chant one hmm. uh, mantra again and again namyo horenge kyo which basically means hmm. that uh, i bow down to this uh, law of karma cause and effect hmm. Hmm. i tried a lot 
I really, really tried a lot, but I could not do it. Like my personal kind of meditation is again the breath work or uh, mm. analytical or something like that. But definitely not, you know, where I'm just speaking or doing something. So, uh, so yeah, my experience has been totally different. Although I think chanting meditation only works when you have a particular emotion at- attached to the chant, because you know when you chant that what you chant is literally vibration. What I'm yeah. saying right now is vibration, and how powerfully I feel about what I'm saying is the exact impact that it's going to create in your mind and everyone else's mind who's listening. If I say what I'm saying right now is actually vibration, and if I say what I'm saying right now is actually vibration, those yeah. are two different emotions in my in my head, and that's why it's represented in two different ways. The same thing is for chanting. The impact it will make for you. will only depend on the emotion that you hold inside of you along with that chant and i i <laughs> i am actually i actually follow this meditation type or uh, you know this type of meditation which is actually called shiv yoga like there's this guru in shiv yoga and we are taught shiv yoga and everything and i'm just in love with the concept of shiva with the concept of i'm uh, uh, when i say shiva i don't really mean a person that's not how i signify shiva in my head in my head he's not a person or a god he's just the representation of that universal energy of that universal oneness of that pure potential that is within everyone and i'm just in love of love with giving uh, a face to that pure potential and that face looks exactly like god shiva so with and and i'm in love with that that particular identity that i have created in my own subconscious mind so when i chant om namah shivaya what i feel is what i feel for that pure potential i feel that kind of love surging through my body for that pure potential that exists in every human being and in nature and in and every speck of dust in this galaxy so what i feel is amazing so even if i do like 10 20 chants i am switched to high vibrational energy in an instant so it's all about your emotions in chanting less about the chant yeah possibly uh so coming to this uh one so i i the intention of this youtube you know this interview series is to keep the conversations candid for this reason only i did not send you any questions for this reason mm-hmm. i did not you know like uh, write any any questions what i did i wrote like 10 words so mm-hmm. one of the words was uh, you know book recommendations one of the words was uh, sleep issues one of the words is uh, law of attraction versus stoicism or stuff like that <coughs> so uh, i would want to ask you this one part so whatever we discussed so far about meditation about you know surrender law of attraction all that stuff what books do you suggest or what are your best reads around you know surrender around uh, law of attraction you universe spirituality meditation i actually read this amazing book that i would suggest everyone to read it's about the power within you the book is called the power within you by swami vivekananda okay sorry all power is within you it's like a tiny thin book it's not a tiny book but a thin book okay and that book means more to me than any book in the world would i when i read that book 
it just made me feel like yes all power is within me and it helped me connect to that power it helped me see everything that stands within me and that power every blockages that i have created or the world in general creates between you and you know us and that power and we can it made me believe that anything that i desire is possible so yeah that's something that was life transformational for me interesting so uh if i ask you about this uh because you know like again uh, improvement came really natural to me and i believe you know like life is supposed to be a balance between improvement and acceptance hmm hmm how do you practice more acceptance deep <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's so true if you just focus on improvement you are going to be the most critical of yourself all the time and you're never going to be happy with yourself because there'll always be something to improve and it's actually not about improvement and acceptance it's about perfection and acceptance because we actually always try and yeah. aim for perfection which is not possible perfection is always an illusion it's always going to be that mountain top which you will never reach and you'll keep climbing towards that mountain top your entire life but acceptance is about just knowing that i am at the right moment whatever i have darkness and light are both acceptable and are both equally good and has both of it both of them has its purpose like every negative emotion in the low vibrational state also has a purpose guilt has a purpose shame has a purpose yeah negative emotions have a purpose anxiety has a purpose so if you don't accept these you're actually literally eliminating half of you yeah and the only way to actually switch from low vibe to high vibe is first accept the low vibe if you keep resisting the low vibe you're never going to switch to high vibe you're going to keep trying to switch trying to switch trying to switch and it's going to be a consistent fight and you're going to be keep being pulled back to low vibe again and again because you're resisting what is accepting yeah. them hugging your anxiety hugging your pain like literally in your mind you can give it a hug you can give it a tight tight hug and say hey i know you feel broken i know things are shattering within you right now but hey i'm here with you let's see how soon you change to high vibe state and i i do agree with your point that you know like at any point if you want to uh, make a shift from a low uh, low frequency feeling to a high frequency feeling the first thing is to uh, acknowledge and accept where you are uh, because i i usually write this one line uh, you need to accept where you are because acceptance is forgiveness and forgiveness is freedom so if you don't forgive yourself for where you are you will be driven by criticism and you know that uh, self judgment kind of a thing that you know what uh, who are you to be you know like you are so privileged you have everything why are you anxious why are you depressed and yeah that makes sense and uh, how do you suggest what are the activities or you know like let's say i understand that uh, we need to start let's say meditation how would someone uh, start accepting themselves one of them you mentioned that actually you know like imagining your emotions to be your friends and you know like befriending your emotions one part what actually, else 
accepting yourself and accepting your darkness or accepting your uh, broken brokenness or broken part is something that's the most difficult part of anyone's journey that's where you actually need courage because you have to actually sit in those depths of darkness and be like uh oh i know this is all shit and dark but i have to sit here because i have to get out of it if i don't sit here i will not get out of it and it's not even a one day journey it's not even a two month or three month or four months journey it's a lifetime journey it will keep happening your whole life you are never going to get out of it there's going to be periods of darkness and periods of light and every time you are in that those that period of darkness you have to be like uh oh it's here again let me accept it all over again it's it's been one and a half year you know when i had my first moment of acceptance like you know what mm-hmm. i have been improving myself i've been really hard on myself for the last 4 years let me accept myself for who i am it's been one and a half years and let me tell you last week with my coach i spent one hour one and a half hours talking only about how do i accept myself <laughs> yeah that's what that's what and road hogi bolte bolte like i feel like crying right now like it is not easy it is not a two day or three day or a few exercise thing there are so many exercises to get from here to there but life long journey so you know how i feel life is not a circle life is kind of a spiral so you know like yeah. after a turn you will come back to the same kind of point but relatively higher or lower frequency <laughs> so we'll find the same issues but you know in different situations so i'm still okay. feeling the same acceptance kind of thing but <laughs> in relatively stronger and intense situations uh, <laughs> funny enough uh now because we talked about surrender being a really important part of you know like how to go from mind blocking you to how to you know like go to mind creating miracles for you hmm. and uh talking about uh another thing that we need to balance i have these theories so for a better life or more peaceful and meaningful life we need to uh kind of balance the hustle and sur- surrender mm. so that's what i believe like hustle would mean life is happening by me like i mm. am doing what i am doing <laughs> and surrender would mean that life is happening through me mm. like life is happening right now through me and you know like again i am not the captain of this ship you know there is a mm. higher power and kind of stuff Uh, mm. i believe there needs to be you know kind of a balance what do you think what are your views around it for me surrender has never really meant that i'm not the captain of my ship surrender has always meant that i am the captain of this ship which is very limited and there is a lot of unlimitedness to me and to everything that i'm surrounded by which i have no absolutely no fucking way to see or understand or you know to try to get it into my head so i'm going to surrender like this is beyond me everything that is beyond me for example i am looking for five clients right now okay there is five clients out of which two are there three are not there and i have given many discovery calls and i need to find the right fit and they need to be you know able to pay me and i 
sometimes feel that sense of control coming back why are not my sold aligned clients coming to me i can i have so much i can help i know i can help why are not they coming to me that's where i have to realize that that's out of my control what's in my control to keep giving those amazing discovery sessions to keep adding value to people to keep offering my offer and to keep doing it all over again all over again and all over again and rest of it i can surrender so for me you, you say there's a balance. yeah it's not about the balance between surrender and um, you know what what was the term you said hustle hustle for me it's the balance between surrender and control because hustle meaning i am doing everything feels too egoistic for me yeah. like i cannot take credit of everything that i'm creating there's so much more to everything that's around us you know that we cannot perceive with the limited senses of these body this body but for me it's when i am surrendering i mean i'm meaning oh, oh abhi mere control se bahar ho raha hai now i'm not able to control this thing and i really want this thing so here take it nature you're giving me so much you're giving me food you're giving me even electricity you're giving me this laptop you're giving me everything that i own so please give me three more clients bas how do you start practicing surrender for somebody who has never intentionally done this first surrender is about developing faith like there's no surrender without faith right you have to develop faith about the fact that you are limited and there is something within you that is unlimited there's something within you and around you and in this nature that is unlimited that is actually growing you know within you too like if you see a mango seed right if you see a mango ka seed what will happen by one seed you grow that particular seed there's one beautiful mango tree which lays thousands and thousands of mangoes in its whole life every mango has a seed again if you grow all of those seeds in the whole lifetime of a particular tree millions of mango trees are going to be found but the source of every mango tree was just that one seed at the end of the day and that's how we all are we have that infinite potential that seed held infinite potential right if you can use one seed to literally plant infinite mango seeds mango trees so yeah. that's how we are and if you can believe that we are infinite potential but we are our perception is somehow limited to actually channel that infinite potential to actually see how it's all channeling that's where surrender comes in and uh, talking about you know uh, the surrender and spirituality in specific i have read it i have talked about it and i have put disclaimer every time i talk about this to someone that i know this point really great in theory like really well i have read it in so many different books the concept of oneness that all of us are one you i your parents your partner my parents my friends my you know colleagues but for some reason i don't know i haven't like maybe applied it in practice or i don't know how to and so any time i'm talking to someone who is talking about spirituality i ask them this question like mm-hmm. tell me how do i you know do this in practice because i have been doing a little bit of you know uh, like surrender or other concepts of spirituality 
but i have read this multiple times that the very basis of spirituality is that all of us are one talk about that a little so i actually recently did did this oneness meditation um, which is actually by a oneness institute in the us but mm-hmm. uh, the i actually it was being done during our global grid t- training by ajit and neeta okay and uh, when i actually did this oneness meditation i was actually able to experience that particular state of being it's not like i was experiencing being one with everyone but it was like i was experiencing that i am actually one with this universe so, uh, what i'm saying does not make sense but many but what i'm trying to say is ki i'm not saying that i uh, i am not claiming that i am one with everyone i'm not claiming that i know it all and i've seen it all you know but i'm claiming that i had a little experience about for a little moment of time that shifted my perception and i have actually had this experience many times before this particular oneness oneness meditation too whenever i have went to uh, a dozens of shivers by my guru his uh, although he never really talks about oneness but it's all about connecting with the universe and connecting with the power above you and everything so i felt this particular emotion although he never named it oneness which i experienced again in that meditation session and it's not about actually understanding it with your mind it is oneness is not a concept that you can understand with your brain oneness is a concept which you can feel within your heart when you're actually in that particular state of being and it's it's a meditative experience when you come out of that meditative experience the perception of life shifts for you but can i, I can explain it very beautifully once yeah, let, in one way yeah. uh let me elaborate a little bit so you know you find uh mm-hmm. where i feel stuck in the whole equation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh when i sit in meditation my kind of meditation is you know like feeling that uh i am directly you know like there's a wire wired connection between me and universe or there is a mm-hmm. part of universe inside of me or you know like i have guiding angels who is directly you know like who are totally assigned to me kind of that so i have felt that oneness with me and the universe but mm-hmm. i believe that equation to be incomplete unless i feel oneness with you know like who is actually sitting across me or who is sitting maybe you know like in the next house and stuff like that so this is where i am i just wanted to clarify a little picture yeah so how i actually see it or how i had actually seen it when i had this oneness realization that ong oh, this is how it was this is what they were talking about all the time and i had that particular realization how i see it is that we are all uh, a bunch of uh, softwares on hardwares just like our pcs right you have a laptop i have a laptop you have the same zoom i have the same zoom similar but all of these uh, laptops are connected to world wide web www right and imagine how you saw www as kid when i was a kid i first time i read world wide web world wide web what i thought was a wire coming out of every computer and all of those computers connecting to a central hub and that central hub being called the www right that's how i imagine this whole oneness of the universe like all of those all of us are like computers the central hub 
is like the higher power or the universe or everything and everyone is connected to that central hub via wire and every all of us are just copies of each other but with different softwares and different applications and different tabs and different data like you yeah. and i might have the same phone but our phones will like look different yours will have a different cover mine will have a different cover mine will have different apps my my phone will be personalized to me my same iphone 11 your iphone 11 will be personalized to you but it is iphone 11 it's the same thing it is not two different things i am kind of getting what you're mentioning but i'm not sure if i'm mm. seeing the depth of it i, I can I see can't make you i can't make you realize something so soon something so big no. so soon i maybe it the realization will happen uh, just imagine that there are, there are these unseen wires matlab attaching you to everyone else, everyone that you know and attaching you to the universe and there are fiber thin cables attaching you to everyone in this universe so uh, what you are mentioning is that we are attached with each other you know but what i have maybe read so far is that we are a part of each other and i don't know maybe i'm over you You're know absolutely kind of right i just told you one of my uh, really basic ways that i understood oneness okay okay really basic ways like when this this was about 3 years back when i never even had that experience it was just my mind trying to rationalize something i knew was true but didn't had no experience of it but what i really believe is that there are very many dimensions to us right yeah. there's one dimension to us which is physical we can see second dimension is all of the brain waves all of our thoughts beliefs and emotions unconscious we cannot see like these are the definite two dimensions that we can you know identify yeah. there's a third dimension too which which let's call it life right let's call it the infinite potential that is within everyone right i think that particular one dimension is the exact same thing that all of us has what i believe when i was talking about that pure potential within everyone right that shiva that you know i signify within everyone i think that same shiva is within everyone too i think that same pure potential that same infinite potential is hidden beneath the layers of this software and this hardware within everyone and that's how in that dimension we are all one in that dimension of pure potential and pure infinite potential we are all one and i i also you know uh, kind of resonated with that that part that i might not understand with uh, so this is you know one thing because i have this expertise of uh, i read a lot about emotions or do a lot of work on mm-hmm. emotions so one of the uh, cool thing about emotional work is a lot of times we intellectualize our emotions that means you know we go into like okay this is why it happened this is why it happened but instead of feeling that emotion so if i ask you like okay how did that feel and you are like mm-hmm. it felt because of this so whenever there is mm-hmm. because or does or you know those reasons you mm-hmm. have done like the intellectual you haven't experienced it you have intellectualized it and i believe that's what i'm doing currently that i'm probably mm-hmm. intellectualizing the whole concept instead of experiencing it so maybe so it's, I, it's all about experiencing that inner power and actually believing that this is the exact inner power that's there within everyone and everyone can access 
the same inner power like you can access the same google i can we are not accessing two different googles when we type anything on google it directly goes to the google servers we are accessing the same google right it's exactly like that we are all accessing the same inner power and in in that dimension we are all one i got a really cool perspective here that i might want to stop intellectualizing it or maybe try to feel it a little bit <laughs> so i'll stop seeking advice on this maybe <laughs> if the more you rationalize the more you know further yeah. the experience is going to get from great from you so stop totally understand yeah so let's let's stop talking about it <laughs> so uh, i uh, you mentioned in the very first line of this uh, interview that uh, you're going to get married really 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 soon <laughs> as and... soon as i mentioned it i was like kyu bata diya maine but i am an open book so here it is so uh, i'm going to ask a question and if it's okay if you don't want to talk about it before your marriage <laughs> Uh, I am an open book because I really admire that uh, you obviously did not share a lot of you know your uh, personal stories about your relationship mm-hmm. or anything, but you mentioned one thing that you had a you know good long relationship, yeah. and that's something that I haven't had in a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think has been you know uh, or let's let me use better words. what do you suggest someone what are your you know like kind of tips let's say uh, for a better healthy loving relationship mm. so i would suggest the number one thing for everyone is that you should actually feel aligned with that person that person should actually feel like home if they don't feel like home to you your nervous system is never going to be feeling safe and secure around them and if that's the case it's not love it's not love it feels like love because it's attraction and it's the newness of the person and it's uh, you know there are so many layers to a relationship but the basic layer that always should be there is that person should feel like home and it's not like that person will start feeling like home to you in the first meeting you make that person your home and how do you make it is by developing that strong emotional intimacy that's something that has been ground breaking for me that we have always had this amazing emotional intimacy and we can talk to each other about anything that we are facing or we are going through and without being scared of the other person be judging us like being able to be totally vulnerable and i'm saying that he's also human he judges me too i judge him too but what we do is we still can be open to each other and say hey why are you judging me you're not supposed to judge me hey why did you say like this you know having that openness and vulnerability just like you can have in front of your best friend and from you know emotional intimacy i'm coming to the second thing friendship is really essential friendship where you can respect each other friendship where you can be like hey let's go to this place and the other person can be like no let's go to this place and then you can fight it out and still go to somewhere you know you both like and it doesn't matter along as you know it does not matter as long as you both are together like me and my best friend there's this girl called Saini who's amazing human being and kind of my another soulmate too and we both have this kind of friendship where i'll be like i want to go here and she'll be like i want to go here and 
even though one of us compromises we still are very happy along with uh, as long as we are along with each other and that's the exact thing that should be there in a relationship too so i'm actually i was just pulling out one of the posts so there was this uh, the holistic psychologist on uh, instagram mm-hmm. and she posts really amazing post around yeah, psychology so yeah. she recently you know like posted this one thing this one carousel post which i got really you know like it got me hooked and i have been mm. uh, like in the last two interviews i have actually talked about what she has posted in this one particular post so just imagine wow. so she mentioned that uh, relationship types that we should normalize now and again obviously mm. it's debatable and it's her opinion and stuff like that but i'm just mm. you know like interested to talk more about it with people who are obviously has had a relationship one thing mm. and second thing who are you know uh, like curious or maybe open to opinions discussion let's say yeah. discussion yeah. so uh, so there was this one uh, you know part so uh, marriage by design which basically means that a marriage that is chosen for various factors that might not center around love or commitment in the traditional sense hmm. do you have any thoughts of it for it i don't know works for you works for you doesn't work for me will never work for me <laughs> i okay. i i i have no comment because i don't think i will i can ever have such a marriage but if it works for someone who am i to tell them otherwise right everybody has their own experiences i will not talk about this <laughs> it's okay so uh anyway what is the most underrated habit that you have found for a really great life living a great life in professional in personal or any sense what is the most underrated habit hmm. don't say meditation say do not say meditation no, i was not about to say that meditation is not underrated at yeah. all it's rated exactly where it's supposed to be rated like people know all about merit what meditation does i think uh, the most underrated uh, thing that i have found is the capability of being open <laughs> it makes life so easier the capability of being open and being just yourself if i was talking to a friend i would probably just be talking like this probably nahi 100% i would be talking just like this with a little bit more hindi because i talk always in english like i have yeah. this habit of talking in english and hindi because i gave you instructions that we should do it in uh-huh. english because i have a lot of hindi. audience that do not uh-huh. speak hindi correct so for me that's something which is beautiful because i don't have this pressure to be somebody else in front of anyone i don't have this pressure to fit into any kinds of molds or any kinds of frames for anyone i am myself unapologetically myself i have a lot of bad habits a lot of good ones if you like me good if you don't like me good i am on my own own improvement journey if i will hurt you i'll say sorry i will accept where i'm wrong if i have some problems i will honestly see that i will try to improve on them but you cannot be bullying me about it because then i'll tell you mind your own business i accept myself like i have so many parts of my personality and i don't feel the need of hiding any of them in front of anyone okay coming to uh, this one question i have uh, personally and i'm just exploring uh, interesting questions to ask others hmm. uh, what is the one lesson that has taken you the longest to learn Ooh. 
for me let me share my so you know you get prepared to answer this so for me it was you know like i'm always so the you know balance of acceptance and improvement i'm always trying to <laughs> better myself better myself and in that case i'm always you know kind of trying to become something that i'm not so the lesson of that you know what i am perfectly where i'm supposed to be at this moment this has i totally believe i haven't still learned it so i'll take some more time <laughs> but <laughs> i'll probably answer this that so far it this lesson has taken me the most yeah for me um i really had a tough childhood so as a young adult i started blaming my family and my parents a lot for me the toughest less lesson i've seen many people do it like there's so many people who are doing this exact same mistake that i did but this is the lesson which was the hardest to learn for me and took the longest and i still am in the process of learning it that it's all right that my parents are not perfect it's all right that my parents have so many flaws i can i could not accept their flaws i was always trying to change them or i try to make them understand so that they are a better person so that they don't hurt my little sisters because sometimes what happens is parents are parents right they tend to say something that hurts little children's children when i see my little cousin getting disappointed because of something my uncle said i tend to ask him to shut up or i tend to try and change him or make that effort to tell him that no no you are wrong don't do this because then i remember how i was hurt by the exact same thing how the child within me like it's a fight with my own inner child my own inner child is hurt by those things and i've not yet processed it so it comes out as me trying to change my family but the hardest lesson is that i know i need to accept it all that they are like this this happened in my childhood i got hurt my sisters are also getting hurt they will have this exact same trauma when they grow up and i'll have to help them grow out of it but that's all right i can change no one i can totally relate to it i have seen you know like uh, so uh, when i have worked with uh, let's say the elder ones of the family i've seen their you know i asked them okay so you have a, you had a habit of let's say a binge eating when you were in 12th mm-hmm. and now your sister is in 12th is she also having the same habits is she also having the same binge eating and cravings and all that stuff is she also feeling you know like a, a thin person at the moment but do you expect her to really grow you know fat or stuff like that because of her habits mm. and so i because we are on the same topic i really wanted to mention this and uh, i read it in one of the instagram posts recently you see how many good posts i'm getting on instagram so <laughs> i got this one post on instagram that uh, us you know mentioning how flawed our parents are not because we want to blame someone else it just our try to understand where the issues are coming from i know but at the end of the day don't you think that if you blame them it's going to be more difficult for you to overcome those issues because you're constantly going to be resisting who they are who the most important people of your life are but if you accept them and love them and be like hey they are also as imperfect as you are they have the same darkness that you have they are also those imperfect dolls that were shaped by imperfect dolls you know yeah unke parents were the same kind of people they passed something and they passed something 
it's your turn to actually break that pattern but only through love and acceptance can you really break that pattern exactly what i'm you know saying that uh, we are not blaming our parents but we need to actually understand why it happened so right, understanding yeah. you know again you need to understand to either yeah. accept or blame you have to see the patterns if you don't see the patterns you'll be driving blindly towards many destinations exactly uh the the this has been a relatively uh, deep topic that i have obviously worked on a lot of people because most of how we respond to any emotions come from our conditioning from our parents or siblings and stuff like that and i have seen so many people who had you know who have good loving parents loving relationships and they still have really deep issues yeah because of the expectations yeah expectations hangover hurts a lot <laughs> so i i have this one friend she has really really great family in terms of finances in terms of you know uh, love in terms of communication but she also has uh, anorexia she has eating disorder mm. because of the expectations because mm. of the conditioning and everything so i really totally believe that you don't actually have to you know like have a death in a family or you know like violence in family but expectations also are kind of a form of violence only i think i think um ex- expectations of parents are sometimes too traumatic for children to handle yeah. and children either do everything in their power to fulfill that expectation or they do everything in their power to rebel to that expectation there's usually these two intense reactions even everything in that... their power to fulfill the expectations maybe they take many different and bad decisions right same for the other thing. then it becomes you know like uh, if the expectations are really too high and they really want to do it there will be a mm. consistent push internal drive to constantly keep pushing yourself and again not accepting yourself to continue you know being the best version or improving and stuff like that overachievers overachievers interesting point uh coming back to uh, let's talk a little bit about let's say meditation i want to hear from you what are your views like what happens when you are in meditation hmm depends on what kind of meditation i am practicing okay but most of the time in meditation i am not silent most of the time in meditation i'm self reflecting um i'm i i always have these two types of meditations that i do one is a meditation where i'm self reflecting the whole time like there mm-hmm. are dozens and dozens of thoughts that are coming into my head every second and i'm choosing to eliminate the few that i don't need in my life like these are the tabs that needs to close down i tell my mind it's basically like a cleaning process ghar mein jhadu laga rahe ho gandagi har taraf giri hai you'll pick up a broom and you you know clean the room and you'll keep the things that you are supposed to keep aside and you'll throw all the dirt and everything away that's what i do with my mind when i'm meditating 
thoughts are coming 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 i will always put those thoughts in two boxes keep it throw it and i know that my mind is powerful enough to listen to my command i believe that subconscious mind is so amazingly powerful that if i tell it that discard this it is going to remember that this is supposed to be discarded and when next time that thought pops up pops up in my head it will come with that tagline discard it and my mind automatically discards it so i do that thinkitation meditation um or there's a second type of meditation which i do where it's actually called um it's actually called something oh, totally forgot what it's called bhakti meditation okay where i feel this intense faith and love and serenity and bliss for this inner power that is within me where i try to experience this huge resource of potential that's present in my body and i try to bring it forward it all starts with a body scan but i just try to experience that god particle within all of my cells that infinite within that particular you know space in a quantum and uh, if when i feel that there's so much love that flows through me in that moment so much faith and sometimes tears flow, flow through me in that moment that so many unresolved issues gets cleaned up in the process like yeah. it's it's like a, it's it's like when you are bathing there's so much dirt on you and all the dirt will go away because the water's flow is so huge right you don't even need soap though all of the dirt will flow away just because you yeah throw water on yourself and you know you're under a shower it's like the same thing that the, i'm in the shower of love and serenity and bliss and that connection with pure potential and that golden shower somehow cleanses a lot of my unresolved unresolved issues now that makes me wonder what are usually and again you have obviously worked with a lot of people so what kind of patterns that you have seen in terms of really really terrible habits that you know kind of create more blockages than miracles from your mind from your subconscious people always focus on what they don't want like okay. they always focus on their fears i'm i i'm working with a client she has this big 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 fear of fear of failure and she's actually failing just because she is always afraid to fail fear is something that is meant for you to be safe the purpose yeah. of fear is be safe if you are afraid of failure and you are still failing you are not safe you need to realize this and you need to hold the fear and move on along with it people are always focused on what they don't want i don't want a horrible partner i don't want someone to hate me i don't want this i don't want this they are not focused on what they want and this is the worst thing when it comes to your subconscious mind and when it comes to attracting miracles panchu because your subconscious mind does not understand the word no your subconscious mind interacts with this world and with you in terms of vision when you say you don't want something you're actually visualizing the exact same thing and hence you're attracting the exact same thing when you say you want something 
like if you say you you don't want a horrible person you're visualizing a horrible person and you say you want an amazing partner you're visualizing an amazing partner you're in alignment with that amazing partner but when you say i don't want a horrible person who makes me feel bad you are feeling bad you are out of alignment with what you want so i think that's a pattern that's ingrained in everyone programmed and conditioned in this whole society and that's what makes it all so fucked up <laughs> sorry for the consistent use of abuses but i think most of the people who are watching are adults so yeah um <laughs> um i i don't know if i have uh, mentioned this is in, in one any of the interviews uh, so i tried i started this uh, doing this you know uh, one practice of practicing non violence in thoughts words and actions so mm. i would, i'm already a vegan i'm not you know like uh, killing yeah. anyone for my food or stuff <laughs> uh i started or you know i stopped criticizing people not you know not giving them feedback but criticizing people uh that was you know non violence in words right. but the non violence in thoughts would come you know like uh, non judgment or you know like not yeah. uh, again criticizing and one of the things that i did was i again it's my hypothesis i made this hypothesis that all the curse words are violence in words mm-hmm. my personal hypothesis the issue with that was i could not fully express my anger <laughs> so whenever i'm frustrated on something so you know i'll give you an example when i say my life is messy versus mm. when i say my life is effed up mm. these two are totally you know like day and night kind of sentences <laughs> and i'm still not sure if it's helping me or it's not helping me now but it's mm. been an interesting you know uh, it's been an interesting experiment for the last 5 6 months now anyway so my belief is totally different my belief is whenever i'm abusing like i abuse a lot for a girl i'll say a lot because i have a kid brother who's like 22 years old where is that yeah. notion coming from that i'm abusing as a girl why do you call it that it's no, okay no, come- because i uh, yeah, yeah i know i am I'm, i'm not saying as i am totally pro <laughs> all genders doing everything equally but i'm saying as a girl because koi mujhe sunta hai yahan pe to hasta hi hai because everyone is like i have never heard a girl abuse so much and so freely and because that's true dipanchu very few girls are so free with how they speak and i am so i am kind of proud of that not not proud of that and that's kind of how i rebel against society's rules of what gender should look like but for me it's all about you know expressing things in a little quirky ways it's not about what those words actually mean it's just about the way i show my own quirkiness there's this Wait. inner quirky bhavna within me who loves to come out here and there so sometimes i say oh yeah while when i'm talking to my client while i'm expressing something or sometimes i just say use the words fuck and fucking and fucked up so could be again like i'm not still making a statement that you know like it's like neutral i'm not even saying that using curse words is neutral i'm not saying that but i'm just you know like that, i'm just that, i just mentioned that this is what i'm doing for the last 6 month and it's really interesting to see the kind of changes i'm having like oh. i 
I cannot say my life is effed up. I can only say that my life is messed up. So you know, like it kind of gives me the power that okay, it's okay. <laughs> I can change it. <laughs> But anyway, uh, one thing. Okay, and I mean, everybody has a different set of experiences, and you should totally do what feels right <laughs> to you. It's now not ever going to be one formula fits for all, right? Yeah. It's for you, the same thing can have different formula, and the same thing can have a different formula to me. I I want to mention, you know, because it got me thinking as well that what is the one thing that we could have been doing really wrong? We as in you know, like in general, in public, in mm-hmm. patterns, uh, that is you know, like making our mind create blockages instead of creating miracles, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I again coming from actual experience for the last almost one two months, I stopped looking at my phone first thing and the last thing in the you know yeah. on my in my day. Yeah. like for the first 10 15 minutes i don't look at my phone and the last 10 15 minutes i don't look at my phone or maybe more than that like half an hour or something it changed my world changed my world yeah it does like i'm not driven by the kind of comments or messages that i'm getting you're not and driven I'm, by the society and you're not driven by the things outside of you but you're driven by the things inside of you right and i'm not sleeping uh with a to do list because if yeah. i'm watching at you know looking at my phone social media or anything uh, last thing before sleeping i will have those thoughts that okay i need to do this tomorrow or oh shit i have done you know i should have done this or stuff like that and yes i, I totally believe that uh, the first thing and the last thing what you do in a day matters a lot and when we talk about the morning routines i make this strong point that you do not deserve a morning routine if you don't have a night routine like you yeah. have not earned your morning routine what is your uh, morning and night routines look like these days the only time i get with myself is when i'm about to sleep or when i get up from bed and i really procrastinate so much before sleeping and procrastinate so much after getting up that i'm like no 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 i'm not going to open my room even to go to pee because right now i don't have a attached bathroom in my room i have to go out in the hall and i'm like i'm not even going to go pee i'm just going to lie here play some games do something on my phone just my own because my home requires so much of me and the day starts and it feels like i'm in a bit of frenzy all over the place and this wedding thing is taking so oh, much yeah. time so much time like my wedding is on 3rd may and tomorrow actually we are getting married in court because we yeah, need to prove marriage certificate and then we have to go apply the visa and then moving to a separate country and be a bahu मतलब इतना प्रेशर है ना अभी मेरे पे कि आई एम लाइक नो मॉर्निंग रूटीन्स नो इवनिंग रूटीन्स इट डज नॉट मैटर द ओनली वन रूटीन दैट आई हैव विद माय सेल्फ इज टू कांस्टेंटली ड्यूरिंग द डे कीप डूइंग दिस विद माय सेल्फ लाइक हे हे आई एम हियर विद यू आई एम हियर विद यू लाइक दिस इज हाउ आई कम बैक टू द प्रेजेंट मोमेंट एंड आई एम लाइक हे भावना टेक अ डीप ब्रेथ हे आई नो इट्स टफ वी विल गेट थ्रू दिस एंड वी विल हैव एन अमेजिंग टाइम एंड इट्स वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग टू नो दैट यू नो like for current time that again your life is messed up at the moment or your routine is messed up let's say 
or you have yeah, yeah, more my, important things to do. My schedule is yeah, my schedule is messed up. Your schedule is messed up. Even someone in my house gets to know that I'm awake. They'll be like, "Come out, do this, do that." <laughs> How do you? Days, I actually for the past three days, I'm getting up when uh, a lady comes to my house who puts all upton on me. That's a dudhan ka routine. <laughs> and i'm watching young sheldon while that happens <laughs> <laughs> so how are you keeping yourself grounded and calm in these particular high pressure situations i'm saying literally this literally this literally just soothing my own self and telling myself hey it's going to be all right it's actually all all right and i'm not sure i'm very much grounded i feel like i'm flying high and i'm very excited all the time <laughs> <laughs> i'm either very excited or very disappointed or very frustrated like there is these edges all the time but i think life is a holistic experience like you cannot have a grounded experience all the time and it's it's actually my wedding and it's actually the wedding that i have dreamt of for so many years and it's actually happening after 12 years panju we yeah. we are together for 12 years now and it's also unbelievable and dreamy and you know and stressful so i'm enjoying the ride like i have absolutely no pressure i was actually putting a lot of pressure on myself before my engagement and that's why in december you know i was like i have to be this person i have to have a routine i have to do this i have to do this and i have to be a mind coach i have to be a coach and i have to arrange for all of the things that needs to be arranged in an indian wedding so then i had this one on one session with ajit and he just helped me understand that bhavna it's okay it's okay if you don't achieve anything it's okay if all you can do is self care throughout these months wedding is a huge thing enjoy that yeah. <laughs> don't miss that experience because life is about the whole life that you create and this is something that you're going to remember and repeat for all your life So it's okay if you do absolutely nothing in your career for some time, and that was the time I unplugged myself from a lot of pressure and said, "Yeah, it's actually okay. The if the least I can do is soothe myself and tell myself, 'Hey, I love you. That's fine. If that's all I get to do in a day, so I'm totally fine. Excited, happy, <laughs> nervous, <laughs> everything all at the same time. Super. So, uh, okay." thank you for <laughs> i probably <laughs> needed it <laughs> uh so talking about if someone has to work with you like uh, what is your go to thing like do you do group coaching do you do one on one coaching how do you work with people so i do both i do group coachings and one on one group coachings are launched usually twice or thrice a year not more than that um one on ones are something that have spots open all of the time in the year um, but i usually take up only five people in the month so if five people are booked out there are no more slot, slots left at least till june i'll be only taking three more now and that's it but <clears throat> you know what i usually do is i start with that first call sometimes people are not ready for that transformation yeah. that i have to offer so if they're not ready they're not ready and that's all right most of the yeah. times i suck at rejecting people and in general in life also i suck at rejecting people i suck at saying no so it translates into me in coaching but um, i usually go into these discovery calls believing that whatever happens happens for the best at the end of the day yeah. and i i can't really 
tell a depressed person that hey i can't help you so when i decide that hey i can't help you that person automatically does not sign up like i don't know it just happens and that's my way of saying no i can't reject you outright because i am not at that place right now where i can do that i am still a people pleaser and i'm still a fixer so it's difficult for me to say no who's depressed to, to a person who's depressed and those are the patterns i'm fixing right now so i'm totally okay with myself going the other way around and telling the universe hey ask him not to sign up <laughs> and that somehow happens <laughs> I, i usually you know like what do i tell people usually like let's get on a call maybe i am the right person to help you or maybe i can connect you with the right person who can connect you further maybe but let's yeah. you know let's at least have a call because i'm a i am i feel proud <laughs> to be a good listener because you know like that was not who i was initially so let me at least hear you out let me hear you out yeah. and that's yeah. the best i can offer uh, mm-hmm. okay so one place or like let's say somebody who is watching you right now don't know you they come from my you know like channel and my ecosystem where should they connect with you the first one thing the one place that they should get get in touch with me is my instagram page first they should go and look at my content first they should really get to know who i am because if they don't know who i am yeah. there's no point getting in touch with me then they should see if they like the content because if they don't like the content you're not going to probably like anything else and then you should probably go ahead and see some of my testimonials and see that hey can i trust this person if you think that you can trust me go ahead send me a dm and say hi and i would love to have a chat so you mentioned that uh, you like writing those instagram posts and captions and everything uh, can we expect a book from you sometime soon <laughs> i actually written the ebook and everyone who have sent it uh, they said that i needed to add a lot of stories and a lot of um, a lot of things a lot of stories and examples the book was quite in- in- instructional but okay. um, you know instructional it was problem and solution driven book so i'm going to add a lot of stories after my marriage and i really want to write a lot of books I don't know when you can expect me to write a book but I know you can expect me to write a book in my lifetime write many books in my lifetime but you know my lifetime is long so I don't know yeah. when will I be able to get that time to actually sit down for months and months at a time you're still in the process yeah but what I believe is I always had this um stupid <laughs> desire that I actually want to have a baby in future, so I'm like, जब मैं pregnant हो जाऊँगी ना तो मैं बैठ के book लिखूँगी. बहुत time हो. Don't call it a stupid desire. It's it's why not? It sounds like a really uh, practical thing, to be honest. Practical thing, yeah. Because I'll have a lot of time, but to be. But true, then again, uh, but then I again, mean, it will be it will be an interesting thing to do because uh, what I have uh, again. not from my personal experience but what mm-hmm. i have heard is <laughs> mm-hmm. like pregnancy gives you a lot of emotional highs and lows yeah yeah might not be the best way to <laughs> write something that is going to stay for 10 years or more than that <laughs> just an opinion i don't know maybe i, I actually i actually have a quite a blueprint of what i want to write like i okay. actually have a lot of blueprint of all the works that i want to write and i know i'm going to revisit and complete a lot of them but 
yeah, I think the courage part is missing because I think there's this imposter syndrome that I am I have overcome as a coach, but as a writer, as an Instagram writer, I've overcome that imposter syndrome. But as an author, and Dipanshu really, I am an overachiever, and whenever I write that book, I would want it to be published by Penguin Publications. Like I would not deal with anything else. if i am self publishing it i need at least 20k people to say yes they will buy it and then i will self publish it so i have those big dreams in my book and i actually believe the blueprint that i have to be big enough so i am don't i don't know when i'm going to start because i don't know when i'll get to a position where i'll be able to do that miraculous well where i'll be able to attract that big a miracle so yeah you are still in the process <laughs> amazing to see <laughs> फियर्स for mm-hmm. a really long time because you know like when i was a kid or when i was a teenager i had really great dreams but they got shattered for some different reasons and so i became that kind of a person who did not like setting five year goals or even one year goals i was always let me tell you what i am going to do in the next one week or two weeks because that's what oh, i can control you understand my partner a lot like my partner <laughs> runs away from from long term planning and now i can totally connect the dots and i can be like oh this is exactly why he does not like <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> so i graduated as a biotechnologist and i can be a little bit more open around it i wanted to be a doctorate in biotechnologist uh, you know in biotechnology and i wanted to go really deep into research and everything but honestly i was not meant to be but then again my teenage mind did not know that you know what you are not the only egoistic captain of this ship there are other things involved <laughs> i was not ready to accept that yet but what i accept uh, you know what i decided that you know uh, it pains when you set a goal and it does not mm. come true so, so let me set those goals came that setting high goals is going to bring you pain right so let me set those goals so, that i'm 100% safe? sure Yeah. For example, I can set goal. For example, I am on a really, really intense streak of writing on LinkedIn or mm. on social media. For the last five or six months, there has not been one break when I haven't posted anything on social media yeah. for five six months. And yeah. on LinkedIn, within the first two months, I have written one fifty post. Wow. So. this time again i have this goal like you know what let me see let me see again i'm be, being a little loose because again i don't want to be mm. in that place where i get hurt so let me see if i can write 1000 or 100 uh, you know 1500 post within this year right now i'm just opening up to the fact that let me try one year goals i have done three month goals i have done one month goals let me try and be open to one year goal so my one year goal this year is helping 10000 people now so so far uh, in my one on one or in my group session and stuff like that um i guess i have done 
150 people again i'm scaling up but so far this is where i am for this year particularly this is my goal 10000 people that's beautiful that's actually very beautiful and uh, coming to the point that you were exactly saying that we all had those dreams in our teenage years right <laughs> and uh, having those dreams and many of those dreams were crushed i dreamt of being in google and then uh, becoming a ceo of a big multinational company one day when i started my journey as a software engineer i realized that i see the managers in my office and i don't want to be like them <laughs> i see the ceo of my office and that's not the life that i want to live exactly you know uh, what i went through so i wouldn't have wanted those uh dreams of being a really in depth scientist and stuff like that if it were not for the conditioning i went through correct and Same. i realized this we is can, not me can we forgive ourselves <laughs> for aiming for something like the question is that right when i was talking about this dream of writing a book i felt a pain too and when you word use the word pain while in reference to your yeah. pain, you know dreams and your pains i realized that oh, oh i i felt a pain like i suddenly connected the dots the pain that i felt was also because there has been so many times that my dreams have crushed and i feel sad that maybe this dream would too and maybe that's the reason that i'm not attempting hey dipanchu can you hear me yeah 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 perfectly okay so maybe that's the reason i'm not even attempting to write that book i'm writing the blueprint and then you know there's some limiting belief that is limiting me i always knew this but i think today i got to know what is the limiting belief that's limiting me i am like the if it is a 2030 ka goal i am safe if it is a 2023 goal i am not safe at all so better be in safe better be in your limits and not try to cross those limits so yeah as as i, I mentioned you know all we need to do is forgive ourselves for forgive yeah. ourselves right at the end of the day for seeing the dreams that were never really ours to begin with and forgive like, ourselves for saying no to those dreams because we could have worked for those dreams too we could have worked for those dreams and felt unfulfilled after completing I, those dreams i didn't want to you know like finish those dreams that's the whole thing i was never meant to be you know like a really in depth science kind of a person although possibly now that i think yeah. now that i connect the dots i really feel i needed to go through through those stuff because now i have a methodology that i follow you know again a scientific methodology i graduated as a biotechnologist so for any given mm. problem i really look into the atomics of particles that okay let me see what is the really you know that small portion that you are not able to see let's go to that mm. part of the problem so yeah. again you know like where i am at 30 possibly i needed to go through whatever i'm even going through right now all those exactly. shattering dreams all those pain all the suffering and all the obviously high moments yeah true this was a wonderful <laughs> part of the whole conversation <laughs> uh, it's been almost 2 hours did you realize nobody i actually i actually realized <laughs> no guest usually realize uh, so uh, i realized to... because i have to go to lucknow tomorrow 
so it's always there in the back of my mind that my bed is uh, you know i was just trying out sarees for tomorrow so i like my bed mere bed pe koi jewelry phali hui hai makeup phala hua hai so i'm like yeah, i lie down and then i'm looking at all the jewelry and i'm like i have to first pack and then lie down so it's like <gasps> so many things to do totally understand <laughs> so uh, now uh, before we go first thing if anybody who is watching listening uh you want to find bhavna i'm going to put her link in description instagram link otherwise uh tell the username what's the username mindcoach.bhavna okay uh that's b h a w a n a right perfect right, right uh i want to take a moment and thank you for doing this i learned a lot and i'm pretty pretty sure that a lot of people are going to learn a lot of from this conversation thank you dipanju i am so thankful that you called me here because there are so many times when these interviews happens that most of the things that i needed to also pops up so i learned a lot too from myself and from you and from all the questions that you were asking me because we both have that similar mindset right yeah. so yeah. all of those questions that you asked me were a reminder to me from me and from you and from this universe that hey see this is exactly what's happening and this is who you are so thank you super grateful blessed and glad that we did this uh thank you so much we'll see when we can do this again and perfect see you soon